It's amazing what an encouraging word at the right time will do. And uh, I, I want to speak about that tonight. Um, I'm going to look at a very familiar passage. Uh, we're going we're to look at Barnabas's life, but then we're going to apply it to our homes. I believe our encouragement comes from the Lord. Uh, no doubt that our encouragement comes from the Lord. Uh, but there are times that if it wasn't for the Lord and his encouragement and someone that came alongside of me and sent me a text message at the right time, or maybe it was a phone call, it might have been a visit, and all that they did was just let me know that they're praying for me. Didn't have to say much, but they just said, hey, we're, we're praying for you and we want you to know that we love you. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would be here tonight. I know if it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't be here tonight. I know that. But I am thankful for the people that God has used in my life. But let's go to our homes. Think about the encouragement that we receive, or we should receive, from the people in our own home. And people in our home, they see us at our worst. Am I right? But we still need to be an encouragement. And God has called us to this ministry, this ministry of encouragement. Acts chapter 4. We look at the first century church. And uh, I I love Sunday night service. I love this. I love the prayer time. I love the testimony time. And um, hopefully before service is over, we'll have a testimony over here. <laughs> hopefully we'll have a testimony over here. I'm not going to offend you and say the people here are right, okay? I think everyone in here has got, you know, hopefully you're all right with the Lord. But I love it when people will share what God is doing in their life. Not just here, but wherever you go. Uh, our, our story for His glory but, but we look at the first century church, uh, and we know that the disciples were, were told to wait in that upper room, and they committed their life to prayer. They prayed for 10 days. They prayed for 10 days. Holy Spirit came on the scene. Peter preached for probably what we have recorded, what we know, okay? What we have recorded, maybe 15 minutes. There might have been more than that, but we know what we have recorded probably 15 minutes. They prayed for 10 days. He preached for probably 10, 15 minutes. Thousands were saved. Look at that example, that pattern. And now I'm not saying that we're going to preach for 15 minutes. But if we got back to praying like that, praying like they did, it would be amazing what God would do in our churches. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 36. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. They gave Barnabas the name Son of consolation. They would say, your ministry, 
is a ministry of encouragement. Or we could say that they would just call him, there's Barnabas, Mr. Encouragement. And we feel like that that is a ministry that God has called Carrie and I to. There are times that we all need encouragement to come alongside someone and say the right thing at the right time. And what is encouragement? It is the act of inspiring others with renewed courage, renewed spirit, or renewed hope. And then we see that in the life of Barnabas, what kind of man? We look at Barnabas, what kind of man is he? What kind of man does the Bible describe Barnabas being? And we see this description of Barnabas in in Acts chapter 11. We're going to be in Acts, and and I'm just going to give you some thoughts here, and then we're going to We're going to make the application to how this applies to our homes. But look at what it says in Acts chapter 11 and verse 24. Talking about Barnabas, he was a, do you see that? He was a good man. So they they looked at Barnabas and yes, Barnabas is a good man. Just in his character and how he did things, they could say that he was a good man, but it didn't stop there. Here's the reason that he was a good man. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was not controlled by his selfish desires or what he wanted to do. He was controlled by the Holy Spirit. So we would say that he was a guided man. Yes, he was a good man, but he was guided by the Holy Spirit. God gave him direction, and he followed God's direction. And then it says this about him. Not only was he a good man, he was a guided man, but he was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. He was a godly man. And you know, the the one area in our life that's under attack today, it's our faith. It is our faith. And we think about some of the prayers and Thank you for all the prayer requests. And sometimes we we pray prayers and we've been praying them for many, many years. Maybe praying for our family members. Maybe praying for a child for many, many years. Just keep praying. Because the enemy will try to come in and he'll try to convince you, just give up. Just stop praying. It's not going to happen. And he, he shoots those fiery darts of doubt. But just keep praying. Just keep believing God that there is absolutely nothing too hard for God. Amen? Amen. That God is able. And it might be a prayer that you pray and you keep praying, but just keep praying. Don't give up. My mom prayed a prayer before I was born. Over 60 years ago, she got on her knees with my dad and my uncle and aunt, and they prayed a prayer for her one sibling that wasn't saved. And then she got up from that, that, that altar that they had made, and here's what she said. She called his name, and she said, he's going to get saved. Not that I, I think he's going to get saved. I believe he's going to get saved, because sometimes we use the word I believe, and we use it very loosely, right? She said, he's going to get saved. It took 60 years for that prayer to be answered. But I was there when he got saved. Amen. So God answers prayer. Just keep praying. He he was a godly man. 
But we see that encouragement, it's, it's an urgent priority in our world today. Turn on the news. You're not going to be encouraged. Pick up the newspaper. You're not going to be encouraged. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to people in the world. You're not going to be encouraged. The house of the Lord should be a place of encouragement. Amen? And we see that the, that, that the Lord himself encourages us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation. So the things that we're going through, that we may be able to comfort them which are in, in, in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we are comforted of God. I'm thankful for God who comforts us and encourages us. Now our Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Thessalonians 2.16, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts. And then when Jesus said, I'm going away, told his disciples, I'm going away, but I am not going to send you without the comforter. When I'm going away, I'm going to send the comforter, and the comforter, the encourager, is going to be with you at all times. I am thankful for the encouragement that God gives to us. We see a few characteristics of an encourager in, in Barnabas. First of all, back in Acts chapter 4 and verse 37, we see Barnabas encouragers, and Barnabas is more interested in people over possessions. Do you see that? The early church was growing, and there were so many needs in the church. So instead of him being concerned with his possessions, he said, I've got some land over here. And there's some needs in the church. I'm going to sell that land, and I'm going to bring the money to meet the needs that the people in the church have. Encouragers today are more interested in people over possessions. It's about thinking of others over about thinking of yourself. There's people today that, that they love God and people and they use things. There's people like that. And that's the way that we should do life. Love God, love people. But there are people today that they love things and they use people and God. Help us to be that person that's going to be all about people. And Barnabas was an encourager. He was more interested in people over possessions. Notice also with me in Acts chapter 9. Look at Acts chapter 9. <clears throat> Encouragers are more interested in people than they are position. Acts chapter 9. We see right after Saul's conversion, Saul has this head-on collision with the Holy Spirit. His life has changed. You keep praying for that person out there that's difficult to reach. We look at Paul's life and how that God radically changed his life. And now it's like he goes from one side to the other. And it's like the Jews are wanting to kill him now. So he goes to Jerusalem, and now he's at Jerusalem, and, and, 
he goes in front of the disciples and the Jews are wanting to kill him and the disciples are afraid of him. They're afraid that he still wants to kill them. So he doesn't have anywhere to fit in. Do you see that? He's a new believer. But we see in Acts chapter nine, who's there? Barnabas is there. And instead of Barnabas looking for position, maybe in the early church, Barnabas takes up for, for Paul. And notice what he says here. Barnabas took him, he brought him to the apostles, and he declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way, and that he had spoken of him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So Barnabas is like saying, he's been changed. God's done a work in his life. I have witnessed this. He was an encourager. He was an encourager to Paul. And then in Acts chapter 11, verse 23, notice what Barnabas does. When he came and seen the grace of God, he was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, he exhorted them all, he encouraged them all that with purpose of heart that they would cleave unto the Lord. He encouraged them to give themselves to the Lord, to be connected to the Lord, to be connected to the Lord. So encouragers are more interested in people than possessions, but encouragers are also more interested in people than they are position. But notice with me the last point, and I want, I want to make some application here. Paul and Barnabas come to Perga, and for some reason, Mark turned back and went to Jerusalem. And we have a scene later in Acts chapter 15 where Paul and Barnabas are wanting to go visit the churches that they had preached to to see how they were doing. And Barnabas wanted to take Mark with him, but Paul didn't want him to accompany them on this missionary trip. Mark says, I think he needs to go. Paul stands his ground and says, I don't want him to go. We can't, we can't trust him. Mark takes up. Barnabas takes up for Mark. Now, who's right? I think they're both right. That's the question a lot of people ask. Who's right? I think Paul was right. Right? There, there had to be some, some discipline. And I'm thankful for Paul because sometimes we need someone to stand up and be like Paul and say, hey, you should have stayed on this missionary trip. He thought he was a little weak. But then we need someone like, like Barnabas who's going to say, let's give him another chance. Let's not give up on him yet. I think he's changed. Maybe he wasn't profitable in the past, but, but now he is. Maybe he messed up in the past, but, but I, I think we should give him another chance. I, I think God can use him. I think God wants to use him. Let's give him another chance. So he gave him another chance. And then the rest of the story, you have a gospel that's written by Mark. Amen? Amen? So Barnabas, where other people might see problems, 
And Paul probably thought it's going to be a problem to take him. Barnabas saw potential. So, so we, have, we have the gospel of Mark that Mark wrote, inspired by God. But then here's what Paul says later on. In his last letter, his last letter, he says, Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. For he is profitable for the ministry. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. So here's the application. God's called us to be an encourager. We should be more interested in people than our possessions, our position. And then even when we see that maybe they've been in a problem in the past, let's look past the past and look to the potential that they have right now. How can we be an encourager to people? We can be an encourager to people by what we say. By what we say. We can encourage people by what we say. So many ways of communication today. Just, have you been encouraged today? Has someone encouraged you today? But think about it, you can take your phone out. And we have some people that text, right? We, we have older people that text. I'm amazed at people that send text messages now. And they'll send a text message. You know, we can be an encouragement to someone through a text message. We can be an encouragement to someone through a phone call. By what we say. By letting people know. I just want you to know that I love you. That can encourage people by letting people know that you appreciate them. But our number one ministry is our ministry in our home. So not just being an encouragement to the people that were around outside of our home, but God's called me to be an encouragement to her. God's called me to be an encouragement to my children. God's called me to be an encouragement to my grandchildren. I love to send verses from time to time, but I don't want my kids to feel like that I'm preaching to them. You all know what, I'm, what I mean, which I do preach to them sometimes. But sometimes I just want to send them a message and say, I love you. Have a blessed day. That's it. I love you and have a blessed day and allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life. We can be an encouragement to people by by what we say. You know, the Bible talks about this in Ephesians. It talks about our words. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that which builds up, that it may minister grace to the hearers. I have been encouraged by people. I've been encouraged by my family, by their words, by what they've said to me, and by just the words that they've used. Let's be an encouragement to people by our words. I've been an encouragement, encouragement, I've been encouraged by people that uh, when I needed to be encouraged, they came alongside of me at that right time and just were a blessing to me. Not only can we encourage people by our words, but we can encourage people by our presence, by being there and give, giving a listening ear I, um, 
we were out of town the other day and we're not pastoring now, but we still have a pastor's heart. And so, and Emmanuel's got a pastor and I'm so thankful for that, that they have a pastor to shepherd that church, but we will check on people from time to time. Not that I'm their pastor now, but I still have a pastor's heart. And, uh, and Carrie will check on people. And we were checking on a, a pastor's wife. Pastor passed away um, within the last year. And his wife is just lonely. And we were trying to minister to her. Carrie called her while we were gone. And you were on the phone for over an hour. Just her presence. Just listening. By our presence, we can be an encouragement to people. By our words, we can be an encouragement to people. By our prayers, our prayers, we can be an encouragement to people. To let people know, I'm praying for you. Not only to let them know that I'm praying for you, sometimes just asking them, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you right now specifically? God's called us to this ministry, just not us, just not CP and Aaron, your pastor and your pastor's wife. God's called us all to, to take on this ministry. God's called us all to take on this ministry, this ministry of encouragement. I think revival, that might be how, how revival takes place. I believe it's going to take place through prayer. I do believe that. But when we're so full of him and so full of his encouragement, we're going to make a difference. We're going to encourage people wherever we go. Help us to take this ministry, this ministry of encouragement, and make a difference where we're at. I love the song, Brighten the Corner, where you're at. Help us to brighten that corner, to, to, to make it better, that wherever we go, Whatever we do, it's going to be better after we've left. That we have ministered and encouraged others. I want us tonight, I want us to pray that prayer. I want us to ask God tonight to help us to be an encourager, to be a Barnabas. God, use me to be a Barnabas. That person that doesn't look like there's much potential. And sometimes in our home, we have kids and it's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I pray, Lord. I pray that one day that they're going to make it. Uh, you know, I was that kid. You might have been that kid. I don't know. But I was that kid that in Sunday school, a girl told her grandma going home from church, if there is a heaven, Terry Hines is not going. But I'm glad that someone encouraged me. Amen? That the Lord encouraged me. We can look around at our children that we need to encourage. We can look around at our parents that we need to encourage. I believe we can look tonight, we can be an encouragement to our pastor and our pastor's wife. God, help us to take this ministry of encouragement and encourage others. The staff here, help us to be an encouragement to them. Help us to be an encouragement to others. This ministry of encouragement. Let's commit to it tonight. Can we do that?
let's commit to that ministry tonight. Carrie and I, we, we want to do this. And then we're going to turn it over to, um, to your pastor. I want to pray for them tonight. I want to pray for, for Christian and Aaron. Uh, I am thankful for his friendship. I'm thankful for how he's been an encouragement to me. I said this this morning. There are many times on Sunday morning I would get up and I'd be ready, ready to preach and I would get a text message from your pastor letting me know that he was praying for me. He's been an encouragement to me and I want to be an encouragement to him. He's been a Barnabas to me. I want to be a Barnabas to him. And we want to pray. And I just want to thank God for him tonight. Him and Aaron. And then I want you to come and join with us tonight. Not only as we're praying this prayer, but as we come tonight, we pray, God, use me to just maybe encourage one person a day. Just one. I think we can do more than one. But can we just encourage one person a day? Think about what we can do in a year. Right. Amen. If I can just encourage one person a day.